that's an eye opener for you, Ev. I love that story. And I gotta say, I'm proud of you. But yeah. you gotta, you now you gotta double down and take it. And it's gonna be a big year. Yeah, totally. It's gonna be a big year for you. And welcome back. Welcome aboard another part train. We are back. Yeah. I'm Evan, your co host. We've got Matt Cermak, our other co host. What's up, Ev? I feel like we haven't recorded in in months. It's You've only been, been across a couple the weeks. world. I've been going to black tie events. Yeah, this know, guy, it, this guy goes to more black tie events I've ever seen in my life. We're living different lifestyles, but we're coming together and we're having fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, in case you're new, if your golf game's off the rails, you're sick of riding the struggle bus, you come to the right place. The part train helps frustrated golfers enjoy the ride again on and off the course. Because if you can learn to smile through bad golf, you can smile through anything. The part train podcast unpacks. Well, actually, I should say this episode is going to be a great. It's going to be a great example of that today because we're going to talk about some non-golf stuff that you experienced on the ski slopes and other things. <laughs> but Part Train Podcast unpacks the mental game with PJ Torpros, best-selling authors, CEO, sports psychologists, everyday golfers like you and me and more to make the hardest game in the world feel easy and help you finally get back on track. This episode of The Part Train is presented by Roback Activewear, our great friends at Roback. Serm just got a new vest and a Looking new Looking good, by the way, in this vest. Actually, talk about the Q-zip for a second, because I've always wondered what the herringbone Q-zips were like. It's a little thicker, less sporty, more crossover for like business stuff. For sure. But- Got the brown herringbone. I love it. I was actually thinking, when was Roback going to do this? We love the classic Q-zips, but like I said, more sporty. I mean, I think you can do the course for either one, but I love the herringbone. Like If you need to go to the office, if you're going out to dinner, it really gives a little touch of class. It's just got a little texture. Yeah. Yeah, like and it's, it's got a, little, a little zigzag warmer. lines and it's a little yeah. thicker. So roback.com, enter the code train. If you forget the code, go to our Instagram at the par train, tap the link in bio, tap, get 15% off Roback. It'll auto apply in your cart. If the discount doesn't work, it means you probably used it before. So oh. get creative, get crafty, maybe borrow an email, do whatever you have to do. You didn't hear it from us and no. get your 15% off as many times as you can. <laughs> Thank you to Roback. Hopefully you don't hear that. We are... So excited for this episode because we haven't done a chipping away in a while. We haven't done a podcast in a while. No. I'm fresh off the honeymoon. You're fresh off a little fight night at the university club, black tie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> guys Coffee drinking swollen. Pedialyte. We got Pedialyte. We got guys water. drinking we got Pedialyte coffee. as we record this. Um, we got to do it. We got to grind. But this episode is going to be a chipping away on commitment, among other things. How commitment is sometimes difficult, what we do in those situations, and how CERM used some of these concepts in some non-golf, maybe some extreme sports, outdoor sports like skiing that sure. he hadn't done before. So I think this is going to be a good episode for a lot of people. Should we just dive in? I think we need to dive in. That's what we do. Why don't we start with the post we made from yeah. Simon Sinek? I don't know how to say his last name. Simon Sinek. Um, but you really connected with this. You actually used it. Yeah, uh, going into one, your trip. One of our one of our listeners sent it to us. I think it was yeah, so about 10 days ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, for most people know Simon Sinek. He got famous with a couple of his books, Start with Why. He's yeah. just a great motivational kind of business leadership speaker. He seems to mm-hmm. just make sense. Yep. It was so funny. I, I've never skied on a real mountain before. Shannon, my beautiful girlfriend, says you're gonna do this. You're gonna face your fears. You're gonna Were you go- scared? I I was excited to do it, but I was a little like, just not sure how this was going to play out. I'd only skied once in Wisconsin, and that's basically just like going down a 
So it's like one of those places like Hidden Valley in St. Louis where they blow your own snow. And it's right. And I did hill. that when I was 14 years old. I was wanting to ski just had. And so Shannon being from Washington, she's always skied up in Idaho. So we went to Northern Idaho up near the Canadian border, Schweitzer Mountain. So I was really excited. Heard of it. So then we get there and I was going to get a lesson and they were all booked up. Should have maybe booked a lesson. What was going through your head when the lesson's booked up? And I was kind of like, in some ways, I'm like, ah, oh, this would be good to have it. But I was like, come on, let's just get out there. Shannon and her dad, good skiers. They're going to coach me along. Mm-hmm. Right. And no cool. option of snowboarding. No, there was, but I didn't want to do that. I'm decent snowboarder, but I don't yeah. want to like, well, we'll get to it. I was stuck in the trees at this like off course part and I couldn't get out. And that's, that, that's a scary thing. But that's really intense. Before you go into this. Yeah. Some people might be like. Well, we're going straight into skiing. Like, let me let me give a little context here. The feeling you get when you're new at something like skiing, when you historically have been a good athlete, is very similar feeling to what you get on the golf course, whether you're new at golf or not, because things pop up. We'll get to it today. We're going to talk a lot about commitment. Things come up that make you feel confused or, hmm, I haven't seen that. What do I do with this? And then there's embarrassment. Same thing with being new at something like skiing. Yeah. So being new at a snow sport, I actually think is a very similar experience to when you're struggling on the golf course or when you're new at golf. So we're going to draw parallels and hopefully the listener can hear how, oh, I didn't even think we can use the stuff on the par train in everyday life. Not just skiing, but maybe see other things that they could apply to. So I just want to set that context, but go ahead. No, 100%. But learning snowboarding, you just, everybody's just on their You're ass. You're going to be the on your ass. Time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, totally. But no, I was like, it was, it was going to ski. So, but like the greens at Schweitzer Mountain felt like the blacks in Wisconsin, right? <laughs> like, like you, know, you know, once I started to get the hang of it after a few hours in terms of like feeling like I can kind of move, go fast, it's a lot of swaying. That's, I'm doing it right now. Like, mm. really, really kind of feeling it. I start picking up speed and it gets pretty scary. Yeah. But like, a great adrenaline rush and you can't ski for anything if you can't stop. Right. Right. So <laughs> if you can't stop, you're, you're going to get hurt really bad. So I would say we got started to get it going, get it going, get on my own, get some speed, stop. It fell, fell once skis flew off and I mm. fell because I was scared of this hill. I was felt I was losing control. Another hill was coming and I just kind of veered off to the right. Let's listen to what Simon says. Yeah. And then you'll get into it. Oh, Simon says. Here we go. Human brain cannot comprehend the negative. It is incapable. I'll give you an example. You ready? Don't think of an elephant. You can't tell the human brain not to do something. Skiers know this. If you go through trees on skis, you go, don't hit a tree, don't hit a tree, don't hit a tree. Guess what you're watching? You're only looking at trees supposed to follow the snow, follow the path, follow the path. The only thing you see is the path. It's the same thing for you. If you focus on the obstacles, all you will see is obstacles. If you focus on the path through the trees, all you will see is path through the trees. It's your choice how you choose to perceive your own career. It's literally perspective. Powerful. And that's it. So there's two green courses, right? The first green course is wide. So it's really learning the ropes, but you go fast, starting to do it. And then there's this other course when I felt like, I okay, I can ski a little bit. I can kind of stop. 
I'm going to go to the other course called the Enchanted Forest. Mm. This is because ex- I was thinking going into skiing, even on a mountain at my level, am I really going to be dealing with trees like Simon saying? Turns out, yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. So this Enchanted Forest <laughs> for a green for a green level is really narrow and there's snowboarders and there's skiers and you're moving right out of the gates and it's really tight. It's like a tight fairway. And it was intimidating. And that's where my first fall came. And I just felt like I was out of control. The trees were coming up on me as the hill was going, the final hill was going down. And I just veered off to the right and just fell into the snow. And then I'm like, am I going to be able to do this course again? Right? (laughs) Because it stinks with skiing too. Once the ski falls off, it's so hard to get your skis back on. Well, there's embarrassment. You're like helpless. You can't get to it. You need help from other people. Shannon Shannon and her dad are already at the bottom. But you know, they're like- Oh, so you're alone. They were kind of skiing together, but I was behind them. Yeah, I was alone. What what happens next is I really started to channel my golf instincts and career and like when I was most successful. So I make that fall on the tougher of the courses, you know, get my skis, get them back on, finish. I'm like- How'd you get the ski? You crawl? Well, luckily I wasn't in a tree. It was just kind of like a little snow bank and the ski didn't go far. Right. So it was near me. So, but just getting it back on, on a hill is so awkward. Right. But part of me is thinking, you know what? Cause look, everyone's falling on the greens. Everybody's learning. And this is actually good for me to learn how to put my skis on without any help. Right. As much as it sucked, but that's how it was actually, I was actually positive. I was kind of laughing about like, Oh God, it was going to happen. This is good for me. I'm sure Shannon or dad are going to be proud. That, mm-hmm. that I can't, that I'm not walking down. I, like no matter how long it takes, get the ski back on. Okay, so after that though, a couple hours go by. I'm getting it. I'm like, can I go back on that run? You know, because that's where like you're really going to gain speed. So to Simon's and quote, why were you you were scared to go back on that run? Because like that's bit, where you yeah. fell. Right. That's where. That's you're like where maybe I, I could just go on another run. Like I don't need to go back there. Right. That's like so, a a golf shot. Or a hole you've previously had an issue with. Right. You know, it's like par five, dog leg left, right? And yeah, I experienced hit, that. Always Go hit ahead. it in the trees left, right? With the driver. Can't hit a driver there anymore. Right, right. <laughs> you know. Exactly. So for me, it, I had to get a little technical in part, you know, what Simon's saying. I mean, the reason why I fell is because I saw those trees and I saw that hill and I really wasn't that out of control, but I got scared, right? Right. So Your once, fear overwhelmed you. Once my skiing starts to get a little better, I don't have to rely so much on my legs and my hips started thinking about more of my shins and my feet and my heels and the snow path. So my best skiing of the week, and I go back to that, the enchanted forest. And what really helped me was I was saying to myself, the entire run, this is where skiing's intense. You have to like, it's like this crazy tunnel vision when I'm vocalizing, I'm like, feel it in the heels, feel it in the heels, feel it in the heels, feel it like the entire time. Yeah. And that gets me to kind of go a little more side to side, you know, and just my head that it heads just down and straight looking at the path, feeling the hills, feeling the hills. And that gave me this tunnel vision, this intense tunnel vision to, you know, ultimately ski decently, right? Yeah. And go fast and hit those hills. And the trees just were just there. I never had a moment where I felt like, oh my God, trees oh my were God, taking oh my over God. me again. Yeah. And that was great. And there was a couple of times in that run because it's it's narrow. There's like a like snowboarders and skiers. It's a weird coexistence. Snowboarders are generally going slower, and there's a lot of kids. And then like I'm, skiers are going fast, and then had to make some moves, and that was a little nerve wracking. Oh and yeah, people. Had, you got to avoid people pace, too, right? And 
slowing down big time is not going to help. That's going to make it worse. So, but feel it in the is heels. Shannon right there. Yeah, she's right here. Let's ask her on air. What was the difference between you in your previous mindset versus focusing on your, your heels? She really noticed a difference in my confidence, especially like mm. my confidence was building, especially at the end of the runs. She was saying to me, as we take the lift back, boy, like you're just debriefing me. on exactly like what, what you went through, like every time, like I was sharing her the differences, like what I was kind of thinking from a mechanics perspective and also yeah. my mind. You know, like, it's, so, it's so funny. I do the same thing when I went snowboarding, I treated it like golf where yeah. I was like, what you're yeah, talking about, so, what worked and what didn't. Right? Yeah. 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 So basically what she's saying is you were less tentative. You right. kind of were committing and fully taking on, not saying you went from a beginner to, to an relax. Olympian, yeah. right. but you went from beginner and tentative falling because you saw the trees and didn't want to crash, which ironically made you crash to going down the hill, not falling. And what we talk about a huge difference a lot and some of when you've had your best rounds or a lot of people for the best golf rounds, it's one technical thought, right? To lean on. And then one mental thought when they blend together, a lot of times we play our best golf or we yeah, have one team basically. Right. So for me, it was the heel field and the heels. So that was getting me to move and shift and then focus on the snow, focus on the snow. Right. So that, and that was the mental thought. And it really had this nice blend for me to say, man, I can ski greens on a real mountain. You know what I mean? The next day we go out there, you had to relearn it and stop thinking about it. You know, and I tried to stop, you know, and I fell, you know, but it's like, you can't, you lose your focus when you're skiing. Mm -hmm. It's like you're dead. Yeah. For a beginner. Right. But it well, really ties in. And then the, the break is the chairlift. <laughs> yeah. It's like how in between powerful, shots and golf, you know? Yeah. That's how powerful is the, the repetitiveness. That's the thing that golf challenges with this too. We talk about it all the time, but how often is your double bogey or a bogey from the fairway, simply a loss of focus where yeah. you kind of just lost your approach for the day. Thinking about but something else. Think Take about it. your rounds where, yeah. you know, you being a member guest shootout and you're so laser focused on every shot and it's exhausting. But now right. you realize why these guys leave a major on the PJ tour and need a week off. Right. And when and Tiger talks about it, there's no breaks. You well, have to throw yourself in every shot. And then the question is, what does that look like? Right. Because it's easy to think about too many things. Right. Yeah. And make a dumb decision and, and, you know, and make a double or your mind just went numb and you didn't think about anything. Right. Right. Because for me, going back to skiing, there was times where I'm feeling the hills, but then I'm thinking about my poles, but I'm like, okay, now we got too much going on. Yeah, right. Like, what do I because do with the, the poles? Right. I mean, to be really good, you know, you'd start to use the poles. But for me, it's kind of like, just kind of keep them kind of in front. But then I started like, oh, should I start? And, and then, you know, I was digging with the poles a little bit, or should I try to use them or not good? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like too many technical thoughts now. Mm -hmm. Right. And that, then I started to kind of lose my balance or kind of lose my way. So I think that's really interesting too, Ev, you know? Yep. And this trap golfers get into, right? You've got one good thought, or right, well, now I need to do this great, right? A technical thought, or you know, need to master this. But it's kind of sometimes like one thought at a time, especially when you're trying to perform or you're on, you're on the course, right? Well, isn't it funny how Simon's quote highlights something we talk about a lot, which is, look, a lot of people say the brain can't 
decipher no or negative, which Simon was kind of saying, I think it's actually more whatever you focus on, like the brain can focus on one thing, right? So if you're focusing on something that you don't want to do, that's creating tension because you're trying to avoid something. You're creating resistance right. to that thing. So therefore, you're thinking about it. You're avoiding it. creates tension, resistance. You get tight. Now you're not skiing like you could be. You're not playing golf like you could be. You're creating interference. The interesting thing is you could think of it as like distraction, but I'd like to think about it as like alternate focus, where if you focus on your path the whole day, you don't have room to focus on the trees. You don't have time to focus on the trees. If you're focused on your heels, yeah, all you're doing is focusing on the most productive thought and you had to kind of like pick and choose what is my thing, right? right? That took a little time. So if you don't know what that thing is for you, the listener, that's probably one of the most important things to try and practice and figure out and experiment with. But like, if you just focus on tempo all day, you don't have time to focus on now that negative thought still might come in. Sure. I don't want to, I don't want to mess up. I don't want to make bogey. I'm playing really well here, but then guess what? You go back to your version of in the heels, in the heels, tempo, tempo, tempo. And you say to yourself, okay, well, I know that as long as I focus on my heels here, I'm going to get down this mountain. As long as I focus on 80% swing, I'm probably going to have a good chance to hit a good shot. And then you start to get confidence in your process thing. And you know, all you have to do is get in your heels. All you have to do is have good tempo. And that provides confidence to your your whole thing. And then you're not thinking about messing up because your focus is on what you're doing. Right. That's so important. That's big. No, that's perfectly said. Well, and that's why you think about to be a high performer in golf and skiing in any sport, it just takes so much mental energy, right? Yeah. And then how to balance that, right? I mean, a ski run on a green, that might take, I don't know, two minutes if you're going at a decent pace, like, you know, as I was, but like, you know, I'm vocalizing the entire time, you know, I do a great ski run, but you're kind of like, right. And then the chairlift is that great moment to, but it's like getting into a golf shot, right? That's typically what? 45 seconds. We'll say 45 seconds to a minute where it's got to be how big the mountain is. Yeah. It's got to be tunnel vision, right? See the snow, see the snow, see, see the fairway, see the green. You get in that and it's got to be, you just got to be so good and so in tune with what you're doing. So familiar with your thought, you know, and, and, and what you want to do. And then it happens then you got to just unwind and then forget and move on and have a laugh. And, you know, <laughs> because now you got to get back into that intense moment again on, when you go down that ski hill, or when you got get over that shot, you know, now let's remember what Dr. <laughs> Rotella told us. He said, some people beg him. They go, all right, doc, like no swing thoughts. Come on, like, give me one. And he goes, fine. If I had to, I'll do a deal with the devil. I'll give you one swing thought, but you have to agree to this contingency. That means you have to have that thought on every practice swing, on every shot, every, no matter what happens before. So that's also a great learning from this. Great, great point. No matter what you did out there, you always went back to your heels. And when you weren't thinking about your heels, you got off course. I think what we do on the golf course is we go into the day with maybe a thought. It doesn't work for the first three holes. Then we change. Then you go to something else, and then you go to something else, and then or you're all over a, the place. We see a bad shot. We see something we're not familiar with. I think we'll get into that. Yeah. You know, and and you and you switch. So that was my thought for the day. Now I might go back skiing in a couple of weeks, a couple of months, 
and maybe a little better. And maybe there's a different thought, but the point is just hone in on, on one. Yeah. <laughs> hone in on one. I think that's big. So yeah. no, it was a really cool, it was a really cool eye-opening, uh, just kind of athletic moment. Right. And then, but to lean on my experience in golf, you know, yeah, from a mental, a little mental, a little technical to kind of at least get me through a ski trip where I was okay. You know, well, and here's, you know, and here's and my Shannon example. Said it. Shannon said it, you know, could be yeah. the next Bodie Miller. You just put some time into it, you know, but we'll see what happens. I've got a quick story for you from my mountain trip. But before we do that, guys, take a seat, keep those seatbelts fastened. The train's going to take a quick stop and then we'll get right back on track. Serm and I have an announcement that is oh, yeah. very exciting. We've actually never done this before. We've never announced first on the podcast because the podcast is kind of everything's designed to be evergreen. You can enjoy this two years from now. So if you're listening to this in 2025, this is a 2023 January announcement. But for those that listen, as soon as it comes out, you're going to get first dibs on this. So we just hit a million downloads. We didn't even talk about that at the beginning. Uh, this is our oh. first podcast since hitting a million downloads. It's Such an amazing milestone. Uh, truly, comes full circle. truly a, I'm sure you felt super grateful as well. I was just like kind of blown away by the number because it's not like for anyone trying to build something out there, it's not like an overnight thing. Like suddenly just the boat starts to rise and episodes start to get higher, but it's not super clear to the naked eye. Then once you see the totals year over year, you're like, oh, wow, whoa, we doubled. Holy shit. And more and more people are hearing about us. But to see the million number, it means the world that you guys are you know, getting a lot out of this show. And, and so are we. So basically, Serm and I have been debating for weeks. How do we say thank you? How do we celebrate 1 million downloads? And oh, we've got, got two. Oh, you guys. I mean, that, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. You know? How do we give back to the train listeners? So we've got two things that we're planning on doing. And this, we've never announced this. This is the first. It's the first of its kind. Breaking news. <laughs> the first things first is we are dropping the greatest hats we've ever made. Cermak, it might be excited more than anyone because I am live on the West Coast. I live in LA. So I made kind of like a flatter brim, higher crown hat for most of our hats. And they're um, great. And they're great. People love them. But everywhere but... <laughs> I go, anywhere else in the country, I realize there people are wearing the dad hat, the classic, more curved, lower crown, more curved bill look. That's what the majority of golfers wear from when I go outside of California. Classic. And so cermak has been clamoring for this because you can tell he wears rowback hats because he doesn't love the style of the high crown flat bill. It's just not him, which I understand. I didn't wear that when I lived in St. Louis either. I was kind of shaped by my new environment. So we have four colors of hats and I'm calling them daddish hats. Okay? okay. Because they are a slight curve. <laughs> so you can make it as curved as you want. You can make it flatter if you want, but total versatility. We kept the iconic design under the bill of the train tracks, but here's the real announcement that's yeah. dropping on Friday. What it is took the... months and months of designs and changes and yes. test months. runs like to get this right for what we want. And for all you guys, and the Friday, fantastic Friday, January 27th at 9 a.m. Pacific, the hats will go on sale. But here is the real announcement for the first 30 hats that we sell. We've never done this. We will refund you your money and send you this hat for free. 
I don't yep. care what the shipping is. I hope the internationals don't kill me on this, but <laughs> we could get killed financially, but I don't care. That's a thanks. Whatever the shipping is, whatever the amount is, we will pay it out of our own pockets. We will send you the first 30 free hats. That's one. Okay. That. Friday, January 27th at 9 a.m. Pacific, Big. they will drop. Big announcement. Two. This might be even bigger. Uh-oh. Because this is going to go on, hopefully, for a while, if you guys like it. We have been asked for a while. You know, people are like, not everybody has an hour drive. LA is pretty common, but not everybody has an hour drive before a round of golf, right? Not everybody has time to listen to an hour long interview, even though you guys love them and we love doing them. Some people just want to get something quick on the way to the round for 15, 20 minutes. Some people need refreshers. You don't remember what Dr. Joe Parent or Rotella said a year ago. So looking we, for that thought, right? That motivation. Yeah. Like something that gets Quick you in hitter. the right mindset before something important, whether it's a round of golf, whether it's a meeting, whether it's a lunch with a family member, or you're working out and you just want to listen to something that kind of pumps you up that's golf related. Okay. We are introducing a brand new mini series of our podcast that is called the LFG series, the Let's Fucking Go mini series. <laughs> where we will pull our best sound bites from some of our best episodes all the way back six years ago, if if we like it, around a certain theme. And we've already been working on them. They are coming out incredible. I think you guys are going to absolutely love them. And this is the best part. We're not eliminating the four podcasts a month. This no, is a bonus. 100%. We're putting in extra work, extra time. Our editor, Brett, is crushing it right now. Yeah. Some of the initial cuts have been incredible. I'm telling what, you what guys. He's working in too with this. I'm not going to lie to you. I play them at the kitchen table with Tara and I like can't stop listening to it. I love it. I can't believe that it's our stuff. It's like something that I yeah. think is like I would have subscribed to myself. But I can't believe it's our show that yes. this is coming from. That's that's the important thing is like I forget how much great nuggets we have from the past because you just move all, on to the next one. All the hours of doing this. Yeah. So. These are going to launch. What should we do? The first of every month, the first podcast of every month. I, I think so. You know, so out the of the out of the gates. Yeah, the first know? podcast of every month, we will have a bonus episode for you. It'll be ten to fifteen minutes. The LFG. It'll be around a certain theme, whether it's commitment, like today, whether it's confidence, whether it's enjoyment, whatever it is. They're going to come out. They're going to have a little music behind it. Best sound bites. And it's going to pump you up and it's going to get you ready for your round or whatever you're trying to get for. So it's going to be, it's going to be three hats to the first 30 people and a brand new podcast format bonus the first of every month. So you will get five podcasts now per month, two on the first Monday of every month, really Sunday. But I know a lot of people listen Monday mornings. That is a thank you. Sorry. I know this went a little bit longer than we well, planned, but it's the, it's the definition of a look good, feel good little ad read for you guys it right is there. yeah yeah it is <laughs> go to the partrain.com for the hats or our instagram will launch it there on friday morning obviously as always the email subscribers will get first bite at this so that's another thing make sure you're yep. signed up to our email newsletter the train of thought at the because the hats will launch there so if you want to know when they're going to launch exactly because the time might be different for social to email you might get an early bid from the email. Love it. Thank you guys for so the million exciting. downloads and let here's to a million more. This is um we're super grateful. 
Real quick, let's round out the conversation around snow sports. I've actually got a funny story that I think people will relate to where I was in Winter Park with my buddy Luke and Greg and his brother, Luke's brother, Tim. Luke and Tim have been in Colorado for a while. I think you met, you met, oh yeah, you met Luke on the back and party. Greg. <laughs> and Greg, cla- yeah. These guys are classic. Yeah, love you met him guys. on the bachelor party and at the wedding. They so, just love the Denver life. You so know? Luke is like, Luke and Tim are really good snowboarders. Me and Greg, we've been snowboarding since we were like 12, going to Hidden Valley and in Missouri, kind of similar to what you described with Wisconsin, but you learn to do it. And so I can get down the hill fast. I can, I'm not like doing tricks or anything, but like I can get down. I don't really fall. Like I yeah. maybe once if something happens, but you know, I know how to snowboard, but Tim and Luke are really good. So of course these more advanced snowboarders or skiers, they want to go to the unmanned, the unmarked areas, mm. the fresh powder areas. Right. And in order to do well in those areas, you can't slow down because if you slow down, you'll get caught in the powder. You get hung up. And I don't know about you, but I've had some crazy experiences with like claustrophobia and like oh. getting stuck places. And I don't, That's I hate not your, that. It's not your jam. No, I hate that stuff. <laughs> and so long story short, they go down the trees. I'm like, all right, fuck it. I'm going. And you're right. You're going in between trees. I have to maintain speed. Have you ever had that moment where you're going so fast? It's like the cartoon where your mouth gets bigger and yeah. bigger. Yeah. And you're like, so, I have to commit. I have to maintain speed because if I don't maintain speed, I'm going to get stuck. It's but amazing. Then again, and then so scary. Yeah. And then I got to figure out, I got to figure out how to make this happen. Right. Yeah. And the other thing was I was on this really tight path of packed snow within it. And it's really hard to steer as a snowboarder and stop. All I can do is like steer like this, which means I can't slow down. Long story short, I let the fear kind of like you, you saw the tree, you're starting to go a little too fast. You started to get overwhelmed. I started to get overwhelmed. I was going straight for a tree. I hit the tree and I forget what they call them, but there's these tree holes or something where the snow around a tree can collapse because of the gap there. Sure. And you can actually get stuck. And so I was going straight for a tree. I kicked my legs up. I basically like the board hit the tree to prevent it from hitting me. I fell right at the base of the tree. My board went two feet down under the snow Oh, geez. and I couldn't get out and everyone went ahead. And this is again, an unmarked right. area. And there I am. I can't get out. I like can't breathe because I got all this equipment and I'm hyperventilating and I'm freaking out. I had to just do the things that I do on the golf course to try and settle down. So all I knew how to do was I just focused on my breath, focus on my breath. Always first. I tried to get calm. I tried to lower my, my breathing. And the most amazing thing happened. I laid down, I laid back and I was breathing. I tried to see the beauty of the trees and just kind of take it in forget about being alone or stuck for a second. And by doing that, my board, by laying down, instead of my board being flat with all the weight of the snow on it, and I couldn't get out by laying down my, my toes went up and it was able to cut through the snow and I was able to roll around and get out. And it's just such a great example of like, what was I focused on? 
during that time, I was focused on not crashing and I crashed. Right. right. How often do we do that on the golf course to Simon's point? We, you focus on trying to avoid something and how often do we create the very thing we're trying to avoid? You get into uncharted territory, right? We talk about it when you make a two birdies in a row, right? Yeah. Or you're, you're seeing, you're dealing with success, like skiing. Oh my God, I'm going fast. I'm moving. I've got this, but it's like, oh my God, can I, can I do this? Can I continue right. to do exactly. this? Exactly. It's so often we say, no, <laughs> I can't, this is too much. Right. This is too much. I just have to get away from this and, and deal with it. Right. And right. that's where we struggle. Yeah. So it's so interesting how this stuff applies to so many other things. And if I could have just focused on my executional key of like mine, when I snowboard is kind of weight back and yeah. my right heel kind of drives the ship a little bit. And I also found music is really helpful. Like if I can get like, it's in a rhythm, right? It's offensive, right? Yeah. It's it, you got to be offensive out there. You can't be defensive. You can't be tentative. So I love like pump up music. I think I listen to like the varsity blues soundtrack. It's almost like a workout playlist. Like get me pumped up. Maybe people would listen to the LFG um, yeah. miniseries, but I just want to attack the hill. Yeah. Right. And you kind of have to attack the green. Right. The same way or the yeah. fairway or whatever. It's a good story. I've if it, the learnings you took from it. Right. Yeah. But it's the point of, well, I mean, we're going to get to this in a second. The challenge of commitment sometimes isn't conscious. Sometimes it's a very subconscious thing. Your body is, sees something that created pain in the past, like a fall or a mistake on the golf course, an OB, a three-putt, whatever. And your body goes through a physical response because it's past pain. Sometimes you keep telling yourself, commit, commit but you can't, yeah, you know? And right. I think another word for commitment is attacking or offensive or like going after whatever you're trying to achieve. With a clear mindset. Clear, right? yeah. A clear plan, a good plan, right? Right. You're one thing, right? What is your theme? What is your feel? What is your thought? Do that. Keep doing that. Do your best that you can to do that because everything else is just defensive and tentativeness. Correct. Which creates a thing you want to avoid. So let me give you an example of how this happened in New Zealand. Okay. Let me prep the scene. Big honeymoon. Uh, you guys probably listening know this, but I got the chance to play Tara Edie. We are launching our YouTube actually with um, the videos from New Zealand. So look out for YouTube in 2023. God, I wish I was there. If you're not subscribed, <laughs> I know I do too. If you're not subscribed to our YouTube channel, definitely do that. We're planning a lot of fun stuff for this year. So think about this, put yourself in my shoes. Okay. I'm traveling around the world to be here. I've got a video crew meeting me there. I'm paying money for it. I've got Jim, the developer and managing partner of Terra ED and TRI links. The guy who literally helped make these places happen, helped to build these places, Visionary. develop these places. He's showing me around. He's playing with me, right? I've got the caddies who have been told about our podcast, that have listened to our podcast, that have followed us on Instagram, okay? It is very human to think about all of those expectations, but that doesn't help me, right? And I told Jim, I said, Jim, I made this mistake at Cyprus. I'm not making this mistake again. I'm not going to be nervous. There's nothing to be nervous about. 
I'm going to do everything I can for the listeners and, and our followers to enjoy it because I know not many people get to experience this and I'm not going to let my ego get in the way. You got to just take it in. Right? I'm going to enjoy it. Okay. So that was my mindset going in. I'm going to enjoy it no matter what. I was actually hitting the ball great going in. Then I get to Terry Eady and I learned very quickly how when you get back, it reminds me of the feeling I had at member guests. And I really want to dig into this because I know this is the thing I need to work on the most is when the stakes are at their highest, it's because of the past stuff I've been through where I don't know where the ball's going and my mind goes a thousand miles an hour and I'm changing stuff on the fly. It became very hard for me to commit because of some things that happened. You don't even know what you're committing to. Yeah. So the thing that was working for me leading in my commitment, my feel, my basically just like seeing my target and going, I was getting a little quick in this new setting with all of this new stuff going on and this unbelievable experience that I topped like at least four drives. Yeah. Okay. Topped. Like 20, like 20, 30, 40 yards kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like just into the waste area of the sand. And I'm, you know, I'm like, and again, my goal here is to enjoy myself. I'm on camera. Um, So I'm like having fun with it. You know, I'm trying to dust it off. I'm making a joke, but I'm a human being. So imagine that that happens to you. Your first time on YouTube, you're with the guy who built the course. You certainly start to, it's normal for our brain to try and solve problems, right? So that's an open loop. Why the hell am I topping this ball? I was hitting great drives. Now, the other thing we didn't talk about is I cut down an inch for my driver. Yeah. It's my first time playing with it. Buzz on Instagram about that. Yeah. Yeah. Like probably (laughs) shouldn't do that right before a big trip, by the way. And we were joking about that. So that was kind of like, oh no, did that like do something? Because I added grams back to the head for swing weight stuff that I don't really know a lot about. But now that's like a variable that I'm trying to figure out. So right. Your mind's really racing because it's like, mind's no matter racing. what you do to your club, topping a golf ball has nothing to do with the club, but right. you don't even know what to think at this point. How do right. I get out of this? Right. How am I going to get out of this? So that's <laughs> actually the where the mind goes. How do I get out of this? Right. And that's actually the trap is like when you try and get out of something, now you're in like, well, you're well, spiraling, you're, you're trying throwing, things you haven't yeah. tried. And throwing everything at the chalkboard, right? And that's see what sticks and that's, and that's not actually good. not that's the the first thing that we are trained to do but it actually is not the helpful thing right because now you're trying things you're putting compensation on compensation and your mind's racing and you get quick so the interesting thing is when you top a few drives and then you go into your next drive even though i'm trying to focus on what i'm trying to do it's there i mean the ego gets louder in those moments and it says hey man I don't care if you if you block this thing. Just get it forty in the yards. Air. Get it in the 250? air. Two fifty. Get, get it out there. Yeah, <laughs> right. get it out there. Okay. I even did it with the three wood. I like went down to the three wood, did the same thing. Oh, so, I think the the moral of the story here is commitment sometimes is a big jump when you're feeling really tentative, right? I think we all need to have the thing to your point in the heels that we can go back to. And I think the thing that probably applies to everybody is tempo. Right. And no tension. Like 
you get nervous. But here's the thing. Tension and quick. I have a very interesting, mind-blowing story for you. We went to this drivable four. And by the way, I would usually hit a second ball on the topped ones, and I'd hit it okay. Right. So clearly, nothing is like happening. Fundamentally wrong with me. I didn't lose anything. (laughs) As much as we want to think, oh my God, I've lost it in the biggest stage of all, that's not the case. It's interference. We have to get out of our way. We don't have to figure something new out. We have to get out of our way. So here's an amazing example of that. We got, I forget what hole it was. Unbelievable hole. A little uphill, a couple bunkers in the middle, but a drivable four, oceans on the right. And Jim looks at me and he goes, I mean, you're hitting the driver. You're at Terra Edie. You're hitting the driver here. Because you were probably, oh, what should I do? And he goes, he goes, you hit this green. You can hit this green. I don't care anything that's happened in the past. You can hit the screen. He's almost like reminding me of my own show, you know, and here's what happened. I looked at the green. I really dug in with my feet and we should talk about this because I think there's like something real to like really grounding yourself and prepping your lower body for like a real swing. And I'm not going to lie to you committing to a hard swing when you've been topping it is it felt almost impossible. Like my body almost didn't want to allow me because all it wanted to do was prevent popping it again. Your your mind was not allowed. Yeah. My mind was. Yeah. So basically I got up there. He challenged you. He challenged me and I tried every, I literally gave (laughs) every ounce of my being to swinging at that ball hard and committed. And I hit the best drive of my day, of the day. Well, and this right. is like so well, interesting because I don't want to sound like dramatic, but this stuff gives me comfort because I right. know that I've gone through most things that someone will go through on the golf course. Like sure. I've experienced the, the huge gambit of stuff and I've gone through a ton of old and, and terrible stuff with my driver. So I have a ton of scar tissue there. And so I've made a lot of progress though with it. But anyways, I had to give every ounce. I'm not going to lie to you. I was exhausted and relieved after I hit that shot. I was like breathing out. I was like, oh my God, is this what it's going to take every shot? No, but in that moment. In that moment, it did. But the key, what I love about that story, and hopefully you you two-putted for birdie. Please don't tell me you three-putted. It was just short of the green. Okay. I put it to like five feet. I think I... Barely missed the putt, but it was a great hole. Easy part. Yeah. It's a great part. moment, but it's a challenge. Like your mind went to a different place. I can do this. Just get in and do it. Yeah. But isn't that funny that in that moment, Somebody had when you're topping you it, it yeah. smacking it, driving a drivable four seems like the seems farthest scary. thing from the truth. All that happened was my mind was latching on to previous results that day. And forgetting about all of the great results that I had had previously going into that trip. Like, I know how to hit a driver. Right. And it it sounded like driver was the play there. Yeah. This is a great story, Evan. You got to lean on this. People listen, like, we don't have caddies. A lot of times we don't have a little guide like that, right? To tell you this. So we've got to figure out how to tell ourselves this. Yeah. Just because it's going wrong. Now, that doesn't mean go hit a driver on a hole. That doesn't mean you shouldn't be hitting a driver. But it's like the Butler National. Remember I told you? 
I was thinking on this one, oh, maybe I should hit through it. Caddy's like, hit the driver. It's a driver hole. What are you yeah. doing? I'm like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, so we need we, that push. But it's a caddy, though. Yeah. We got to find ways to tell ourselves to convince, you know. But do you see how because of just the do, pain. Just do it. Do you see how because of the pain, the embarrassment and stuff, and I, I didn't allow myself to to get down. I mean, in the moment, I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, of course, I just want to be able to hit the driver and get out there and play the hole. But it's funny how negative is always going to be stronger. We've talked about it, right? Yep. 80% of our thoughts default to negative out of survival. Easier instinct. and stronger. Yes. Easier. Yes. Good point. Easier and stronger. It is the default mechanism of how we are wired because it's the way that we survive. So Brett without McCabe my focus. Brett McCabe had a quote about that recently. Keep going. Yeah. Without my focus, like you needed. In the heels, in the heels, in the yep. heels. Without me going back to that and reminding myself that I have enough evidence and truth that I can do this. I don't need to see the evidence that day. That's the point is my brain didn't believe that I could hit it because I didn't have the evidence that day. I think the key for everybody listening is you have to draw on evidence that you have. You have to tell yourself things that you don't believe in the moment in order to enable you to be the golfer that you could be. Who told us this? I think it might've been Rotella. He said, you can't perform like a five handicap and think like a 120 shooter. So as uncomfortable and painful as it may be, I'm telling you, it was painful. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I gave that shot everything that I had, and I was exhausted after that. I can't even describe to you the relief that I felt after I hit that drive. But that told me it's such a great reminder. I mean, we talk about it every week, but you have to keep practicing. It's an everyday practice of even me. I went through this and I proved to myself that I can hit the drive when I need to, but I was focused on the right stuff. Right. Learn focus on mechanics, outcomes. It's amazing. What a, that's a great story. That's a great, and that's a it's great momentum for you. That's the one you're going to lean on this year. Yeah. If you hit a few bad drives or you just can't, just you don't want you, you don't think you can succeed. You and look, let guys, yourself if you succeed. start to see if you start so to I see something, that. if you start to see something that really confuses you, which we all will, a tempo and confident, committed, rip it swing probably gives you a better chance than trying not to do it, trying not to make that mistake. Because the swing of trying not to make a mistake is a totally different mindset than saying, I'm going to hit this fairway right now. Whether you believe it or not. Yeah. What I would kind of close with, Ev, is just challenge yourself. I can do this. I know how to do this. Yeah. So challenge yourself. You Yeah. Challenge yourself. And lean on good, positive experiences in the past. Remember good experiences (laughs) from the past. I don't care if it's been a year ago. You have to. You've done it before. You've done it. You've done it. So you can do it again. And as uncomfortable, I just want to really hit this home. It's not going to be comfortable. But I mean, discomfort I mean, means the D of discomfort is different. My coach used to say, as we we're coming down the stretch and you're feeling the pressure, okay, feeling pressure, like, I don't think I can do this. <laughs> what did he, you got to pucker up, pucker up your butt and just do it. <laughs> like, you just got to like close your eyes and do it, right? And yeah. just commit to it. But that was his thing. Yeah. And that was kind of but funny. That's back to the original point <laughs> yeah. in the heels, in the heels, yeah. in the heels. So in those moments when you top a drive in front of someone important, or you're at a bucket list course and you think you're ruining it, or you're on a ski slope 
You got to go back to your thing and you got to tell yourself positive things and have remind yourself that you've done it before. You can do it again. Focus on the thing that's helped you do it and give it your all. I now understand what Tiger means when he says he gives every shot, everything he has. And the other ones, I was kind of stepping in half ass, praying it doesn't happen again. Couldn't like find subconsciously. A way to give it, yeah. Couldn't find it a way to give it your full proper attention. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I open her, Ev. I open yeah. her. Big honeymoon learning. The videos wow. are coming. <laughs> it's going to uh, be good. It's going to be good. But, this um, good. but yeah, I think that that's the takeaway is like commitment isn't always easy. Commitment is always conscious, but that's what requires your conscious commitment. You have to consciously go back to something, consciously remind yourself and lean into the fact that you've done it before. You can do it again. So I love it. I love it. Anything else that you want to know or that we should dig into? I just thought that that's uh, really relevant to today's conversation. So we could end it there if you'd like. I think so. I think that's great. I mean, I think we can, we'll build off some of these themes, right? You know, it's yeah. fun to kind of talk about a, a different sport and as a beginner. Yeah. And tie it back to to our learnings on the course. And uh, that's an eye opener for you, Ev. I love that story. And I'm, I got to say, I'm proud of you. But yeah. you got to, I mean, now you got to double down and take it. And it's going to be a big year. Yeah, totally. It's going to be a big year for you. Well, I'm going to see so, you next week in Orlando. DGA show. Here we go. Um, and thank you guys again for a million downloads. Friendly reminders yeah. about the hats dropping Friday, January 27th, and a new podcast series dropping as a bonus the start of the new month. This so train is, This train is humming. Yeah, we're moving. Keep telling friends. Keep Some subscribing. Tracks. Keep giving us reviews at Apple Podcasts and Spotify and give us a follow at The Park Train on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Thank you guys, as always. And what do they got to do, Serm? No matter how much they're trying to avoid the trees or try to impress somebody after they top a drive, what do they got to do? Just enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride, guys. Take care. Thanks, guys. Hey, guys. This is Evan. Real quick, before you hop off the train, I got something for you. It's called The Train of Thought. It's our new email newsletter. Would you like to get one nugget, insight, or thought that we're pondering every week that could help keep you sharp and help your mental game? Go to thepartrain.com and subscribe to the Train of Thought newsletter today. It's really the best way to enjoy the ride. See you guys.